Hello, 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 and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Grab your pen, grab your paper, sit back, take notes. This is a message that you do not want to miss. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome into another Sunday. I thank God for this day that he has made, and so we're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. You know, before we go any further, come on, let's open up with prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, that you are in control, Lord God. So, Father, we worship you, Father. Father, we thank you for the provisions, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for making a way for us, Lord God. Father, we thank you for everything that you have done for us. Now, Father, we ask that you receive our worship, receive our praise, Lord God. Father, come into this place. Meet us right where we are, Lord God. Father, we thank you for what you're going to do for us, in us, and to us, Lord God. Father, we believe you in all things. In all things, we say thank you, God. Thank you for doing the impossible. Thank you for doing the miraculous, Lord God. Thank you for just being God. Now, Father, as we go forth today, Lord God, Father, we ask that, Lord God, you move like only you can. Father, I thank you, Father, for, for removing the uh, uh, blinders off of us, Lord God. Father, let us see you in all things, Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, beloved, I, I think I forgot to introduce myself uh, during this. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor here at Impact Fellowship. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 We thank God for all of you who have joined us today. And I was just scanning through and uh, saying hello to, to some. Um, it is good that all of you are here today. And we thank God for just um, this team of, of folks uh, who are here setting all of these things up, um, getting everything together so that we can worship God this morning. So I just want to thank God for what he's doing in your life. And I want to thank God for what he is getting ready to do in this atmosphere. You know, it's funny. Last night, um, I kept getting these alerts on my, my telephone talking about some weather that was coming. And the, the funny thing or the ironic thing was each time the alert happened, I was trying to take a nap um, on, on the sofa. And um, I'm, I'm thinking, like, come on, what is this? I'm like, you just sent this message. But then God began to deal with me um, concerning the storm. Um, and I just want to share some things with all of you here today that no matter where you are, no matter what the situations, um, and notice how I said situations, no matter what the situations that you are facing, that you are looking at, God is with you. Um, come on, turn with me into the book of Mark. Mark the fourth chapter, and we're going to begin at the 35th verse. Mark the fourth chapter, beginning at the 35th verse. And it says, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the, in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already 
filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care? Or some uh, uh, versions have, carest thou not? Do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I just want to give um, this message a title that says this. The presence of storms doesn't mean the absence of God. The presence of storms doesn't mean the absence of God. See, there was something about um, the alerts that I was getting on, on my phone. I became even more curious. Now, now my wife, Sarah, was, was visiting her mother, and um, she sent me a text message saying, are you getting these alerts? What's going on in the area? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm here. This is what I got. Um, but I began looking out, out, out the window because now I'm curious. I've gotten multiple alerts about this uh, pending weather, and I'm curious about what was happening. Um, and so at, at the um, hour that they said, things began to change. The, the color in the skies changed. It got really dark, and then it became very windy. Hallelujah. And so much so that the winds became stronger, that even my uh, patio furniture was out in the grass. Glory to God. My um, grill covers was now off the grills, and they, they too were into the uh, grass. And I'm thinking, man, somebody's going to have to pick all that stuff up. And I'm like, I'm the only one here. I guess that's going to be me. But there was something about that because right after the wind came, all of this rain, and now it's uh, uh, severe winds and rain, um, so much so that, you know, trees and, and tree limbs are, are coming down. So what are you talking about, preacher? I'm saying this, that storms often represent uh, 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 when things become disruptive in our lives, no matter what they are. Storms can represent uh, um, illnesses that, that, that occur or illnesses that flare up or whatever those things are. But watch this. Storms usually cause us to ask, where is God? Can I just be real? It's like, all right, God, where are you at? This stuff is going on. You know, I'm saved. Um, you should be here right now. Oh, I just want to go a little bit further. Somehow we have developed the ungodly idea that if God were present, we would not have to experience this storm. In other words, God, if you had been here, the wind would not have come and taken my furniture and thrown it out in, in the grass. If you were here, these trees wouldn't have come down around us. But Understand this, beloved, that that is not true. Jesus was in the boat with the disciples, and yet they were experiencing a storm. First, watch this, nothing ever will or catch God 
by surprise. Can I say that one more time? Nothing will ever catch God by surprise. It may catch us by surprise, but never God because he knows the beginning from the ending. Hallelujah. Can I say that one more time? He already knows what's happening. From the beginning of time to the end of time, he knows everything that's going to occur. So therefore, he is not surprised by what is happening. Mm. That right there is enough. I could go home right now. But watch this. See, he is omniscient. So And, and so this storms that suddenly came, here it comes, and that caused panic amongst the people, it didn't uh, 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 panic God. Even though this storm had caused fear for the people, God was not afraid. But watch this. Jesus was in the boat with them the whole time. Hallelujah. So the presence of the storm doesn't mean God has gone and abandoned you. Come on, I need you to speak to yourself right now. Put, put your hand right here and say, God, God has not abandoned me. Has not abandoned me. God has not abandoned them because he's right there with him. Hallelujah. Can I just pause here for a second? See, oftentimes people confuse it um, when they say uh, 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 Jesus and, and then they say, God, let me just um, take care of this argument right now. Jesus is God. And so when we um, get confused about this thing, it's like, well, wait a minute. We talk about, you know, they, they didn't call on God, but Jesus was there. Jesus is God. The scriptures let us know that God put on the flesh. Somebody say Jesus, Jesus. and came to earth. Amen. See, because God could not uh, in his in his uh, 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 condition or current uh, state, he could not come down himself. So he had to put on flesh yeah. in order to um, come to earth. Yeah. So here we go. Let's get back to the message. It means like, like Isaiah says in the 43rd chapter around the second verse, he says, when thou passest through the waters, yeah. I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Hallelujah. When thou walkest through fire, here it comes, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle uh, upon thee. In other words, God says, listen, baby, I got you no matter where you are. Yes. You know, see, some of us like to be able to do things on our own. Glory to God. Wait, wait a minute, Pastor. You, you can't get ahead of yourself. Let's continue. Watch this. Even, even if your boat is taking on water, yeah. here it comes, and the fear of sinking uh, uh, is, is, is present, uh, watch this, you do not have to fear, for God is with you. Somebody say, God is with me. God is with me. Even though the winds of adversity are howling around you or howling loudly, they will not have the last word in your life. Let me just pause here for a second. Sometimes we think that because the noise that we are in or the noise that's surrounding us has the last word about that situation. Understand this, beloved, that God has you. And because he has you, he has the final say. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The uh, disciples questioned Jesus's love or, or the love of Jesus. When they, when they woke up Jesus, they asked this question. They said, Master, carest thou not that we would perish? <laughs> to which Jesus responded, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Think about these two questions. Uh, 
How is it that you have no faith and why are you so fearful? You know, so many times when storms come, we may feel that God doesn't love us. Uh, let's just get right to it. You know, because we think that if God loved me, he wouldn't allow me to go through this. Okay, can I go a, a little bit deeper? Sometimes we try to manipulate God with that stuff. Like, well, God, if you love me, then I wouldn't be in this situation. Or God, if you loved me for real, for real, then my father would not have left me. Or God, if you love me for real, for real, my wife wouldn't be the way she is. You know, and whatever um, title you want to put on it, we try to manipulate God so that he will uh, uh, turn the event around um, just because we want to make him feel bad. But understand this, beloved. Matthew uh, says this, um, but I say unto you, and that's Matthew the 44th chapter around verse uh, uh, 45. I'm sorry, Matthew 5th chapter around verse 44 and 45. He says this, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who who um um do good to those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Verse forty five says this: that ye may be the children of your Father. Here it comes, which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And here it comes: he sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. Hallelujah. In other words, because he allows all those things to happen around us, he has a plan. Hallelujah. Because he's not letting rain just fall on your situation, um, or he's just not letting the sun shine on your neighbor's situation, but he says he lets the sun and the rain fall and shine on the just and the unjust. Somebody say God is in it. God is in it. What we do not understand, especially during the storm, is the purpose of the storm. When a storm comes in the, in the natural, it causes the ground to soften and allow the roots, here it comes, to penetrate deeper into the ground, making, the, making them stronger and more durable to handle future storms that come. Glory to God. After he rescued them by calming the wind and the seas, Jesus asked them something far more important. He says, how is it that you have no faith? In other words, he's saying, listen, you've been with me. You've seen me do some stuff. You've seen me change some things. But how is it that you have no faith? I don't believe that Jesus was upset that, that they woke him up after the uh, uh, a storm. I don't believe that Jesus was upset that uh, um, uh, these men have, had come to him just when he got to that, that place of, of dozing off. Hallelujah. I was teasing my uh, a son earlier uh, uh, today. He came in from work and uh, he had a nap before he started setting things up. And I was like, you know, uh, are, are, are you okay with that? How was your uh, a nap? Uh, glory to God. And, and you know, it's something when you uh, take a nap, but you really want to go to sleep. Glory to God. You don't wake up, you know, feeling like joking around. Glory to God. But I can imagine that Jesus was in the same situation. The scripture says that he just got finished preaching. Glory to God. And he said, come, let us go to the other side. So he's now in that place of sleep and he's being awakened. But I don't believe that he was 
angry with them. Glory to God. But he was asking a simple question. How is it that you've been with me? How is it that you've been rolling with me this long, but you have no faith? Hallelujah. First Peter says it this way. He says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Somebody say, he cares for me. He cares for me. I believe that Jesus was questioning why they did not have faith and how much he loved them and cared for them. Hallelujah. See, sometimes we don't understand why it is that I'm going through this. Glory to God. Uh, why is it that you're, you're allowing these things to happen to me? I'm with you. But, you know, again, there is something about each storm that will, uh, as we talked about just a few seconds ago, that when the storms come in our life, it allows um, that ground to be broken. Glory to God. You know, can I can show you uh, something that that ground represents being comfortable. That ground represents being on that, that, that place of easiness. Glory to God. Now, most of us want to get to that place of easy. Amen. Amen. We want to get to that place of, you know, I don't want to work no more. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to be in that place of retirement. Hallelujah. But retirement doesn't mean that you're going to be absent of strife. Retirement doesn't mean that you're going to be absent of situational things. Retirement doesn't believe that, um, doesn't mean that you're going to be, um, absent from things that come up. But God is trying to uh, allow those things to happen in your life so that your roots become even uh, stronger. Your roots go a little bit deeper in him. Glory to God. Because of what's coming. I believe down on the inside that Jesus was saying, how is it that uh, you don't have any faith in me or in how much I care for you? Hallelujah. Jesus was saying this. If you have faith in my love and faith in my care for you, you will trust that no matter how bad this storm, somebody say this storm. This storm. No matter how bad this storm is, you are going to make it to the other side. Hallelujah. Because remember, when this when this uh, uh, text started, Jesus says to the disciples, come, let us go to the other side. And if Jesus said, come, let us go to the other side, he means that all of us are going yeah. to the other side. No matter what's going on around us, we're going to the other side. No matter what we see, we're going to the other side. So many times that God has already given us words of affirmation that says we are going to the other side. Hallelujah. But these storms come up that the enemy wants you to question whether or not you're going to make it. God is trying to tell us that no matter what's going on around us, he has a plan and a purpose, and that's on the other side. Somebody say the other side. The other side. I feel Jesus was saying to his disciples and to all of us right now that we need to lean uh, into him in order to make it through the storms that's currently in our lives. You know, sometimes we, we have these new phrases that come up. You know, let's lean into it. Hallelujah. It, it, it sounds good, but guess what? These things are not a effective until we actually do it. So we have to lean into Jesus here. We're going through storms because one, that storm is going to strengthen you right uh, right now. Somebody say right now. right now. That storm is going to strengthen you right now because of, uh, of where you are. Sometimes we just lack muscle in certain areas. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Because we've never been there, we lack that strength of uh, of just being uh, uh, familiar. Somebody say familiar. familiar. But just being familiar. Many times when, when we start new things or new projects or new jobs, we're uncomfortable because it's new. 
It's unfamiliar. Hallelujah. So because it's unfamiliar, I become uncomfortable. Yeah. Remember that, that phrase we were talking about before, how many of us want to be comfortable. That's why you're in that same job that God has been trying to get you out of. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I'm talking to the right church now. You know, because we're comfortable and we don't want to be uncomfortable. Well, uh, uh, what, what do you mean, preacher? Okay, let's go a little bit further. See, when I'm uncomfortable, that means I got to go apply for something else. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. When I'm uncomfortable, I got to believe God to open up doors someplace else. But many of us don't want to do that. So we stay in that place. Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden, God will allow uh, situational things to happen on the job that may cause you to lose your job. God may cause that company to have to uh, 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 reorganize and they might decide to cut the workforce. Hallelujah. Because God is trying to get you out of there. Oh, move on. Move on, preacher. Hallelujah. When you do not understand and can't see your way through and the storm doesn't respond to your prayers, here it comes, you will know that it's just a matter of time before you say, I don't know how I'm going to go or, or, or get these things taken care of. I don't know how I'm going to get these bills paid. I don't know how I'm going to get through this situation. Glory to God. I don't know what's going on. In other words, if we know how much God loves us, uh, our faith in him, we will, we will then, uh, be able to speak directly to the storm. Our faith will work if it's anchored, here it comes, in his love for us. Why? Because he has proven his love in the past. He has proven his love in your past storms. He has proven his love in your past situations. God wants to increase you where you where you are. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go there. The enemy wants to send uh, uh, these these storms to destroy you. God will use the storms to strengthen you. Can I say it one more time? Yes. The enemy will, will try to send a storm to destroy you. God will use the storm to strengthen you. I believe that what the disciples witnessed during the storm and what they watched Jesus do uh, for the man on the other side after the storm became foundational to the faith throughout their lives and ministries. Hallelujah. In other words, uh, do you just uh, uh, read Mark, uh, the fifth chapter, and it talks about the, the man who was um, uh, possessed there. And, and that's what, what I was referring to, Mark, the fifth chapter there. But um, I, I, I want to just touch on a few things as I start to wrap this up. Um, uh, number one, we are stronger because of the storm. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Can, can I say it differently? You are stronger because of the storm. You will not be the same as you were when the storm first came. You will be stronger in your faith and your faith will increase after the storm. Mm. Hallelujah. Your spiritual roots will be able to go deeper. 
in God, giving you the ability to stand just like Jeremiah said in the 17th chapter around verse eight. He said this, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when, and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green. There it comes and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall she shall um, cease from yielding fruit. In other words, um, hallelujah, you're not getting the resources from what's what's coming around you. You're getting the resources right. from within you. Glory yeah. to God. As long as that tree is planted by the yes. by the rivers or by the water, yes. it's able to receive water from God. So yes. here, now watch this. Um, uh, uh, trees need two things in order to grow. They need water and what? Sun, glory to God. So here you see that the sun is coming from above, but the water is coming from beneath. And this, and Jeremiah says, now, now you will not, you will not be withered, withered, meaning you're not going to be dry yes. even during a dry season. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. You're not going to be hungry during that dry season, but you are going to be nourished, green and full of life even during a drought. Yes. This causes us to be better and it whispers and, and, and it causes us to be better and wiser spiritually. There it is. So when we so when we need to declare to the storm in our life, I am ready and I am determined to lean into what I have learned as I grow into my next season. Somebody say next season. Next season. Listen, in order to get out of where you are, there has to be an ending and it has to be a beginning. Glory to God. Some of you are ending through a storm. Hallelujah. Some of you are going to walk right in because somebody else went through a storm. Hallelujah. What are you talking about, preacher? Many of your parents went through some storms and they didn't even realize it. Mm. Glory to God. But in that storm that they went through, um, God was able to birth something in you. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, stop, stop. Number two, number two. Storms teach us sincere gratitude. Mm. Hallelujah. It's easy to be grateful when things in life are going well. Amen. Amen. When the bank account is full, hallelujah. <laughs> and all the bills are paid. Cars are running properly, hallelujah, yeah. without dents, and hallelujah, and other blemishes. Yes. But even during difficulties, we can find things to be grateful for. Yes. Mm. Stopping to look for, for, for God's good hand yes. and keep a daily, uh, 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 list in our minds of just things of, of gratitude because God has helped us yes. to get through. Hallelujah. In other words, um, I, if I could just quote my uh, uh, father, um, you know, whenever I, I talk to my father and I say, well, daddy, how are you doing? Yes, I'm 55 years old and I still call him daddy. Um, uh, but when, when I ask him, how are, are, are you doing? You know, he said, listen, son, I am doing good because there is somebody else that's doing worse than I am. In other words, there's somebody else who wish they were in my current situation. There is somebody else who wish they had the hand that I have right now. There is somebody else who wish they were in my shoes. God is trying to do that for all of us. Hallelujah. 
Watch this. Stopping to look for God's good hand and keep a, a, a daily list of what God is doing. Like, I'll say it this way. Um, um, when we do that, it allows us to put things in their proper perspective. Our situations are much better than, than uh, many others. We might not currently want to be in that situation, but even through the, the situation or the storm that we're in, God is still yet blessing you. Amen. Hallelujah. When Paul was in prison, he wrote in Philippians, the fourth chapter, 11th verse, he says, not, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I don't need to, to, to have more, but I am satisfied with what God has allowed me to have. Uh, that is enough. What, what Paul is saying is like, listen, you know, um, I'm in prison right now. And no matter what state I'm in, I've learned how to appreciate God. Come on, we got to move on. Number three, storms teach us real peace. Storms teach us real peace. We think peace is when everything is smooth. And I'm taking a, a nap on the couch on Saturday afternoon, hallelujah, until after now my, my phone goes off. We must understand that peace is not the absence of difficulty, mm -hmm. but it's the awesome presence of God during our difficulty or during our storm. The disciples felt this way. They, they felt they were going to die in the storm. But when they called on Jesus, they realized that their true peace was in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Their true peace was being right there with the Father. Their true peace was right there in front of them. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Philippians 4 uh, verse number 7 says this. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. See, I just like how there's a distinction. Glory to God. It says it will guard your heart and your mind. Hallelujah. Because sometimes your storms make you feel like you're about to lose your mind. Yes. But it says the peace of God shall surpass all understanding and guard your heart and your mind. Hallelujah. In other words, God's presence brings peace even when circumstances are storming around us. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on, we got to move. We got to move. Number four, storms teach us real strength. Mm -hmm. Come on. Storms teach us real strength. Mm -hmm. We can usually manage the mild annoyances. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. We can manage the mild annoyances and problems that surface on, on easy days. Somebody say easy days. Easy days. But trials bring us to the end of ourselves. Mm. It is in those times we realize we are completely dependent on God. Can I just pause here? We don't want to be dependent on nobody, God included. We want to be able to do all things by ourselves. That's why we won't wait for God to do things. That's why we're constantly fussing people out. Because we want to be able to correct the situation ourselves. We, hallelujah. That's why there's so much turmoil in families. Glory to God. Can I just pause here for a second? Um, 
I, I was I was upstairs um, getting dressed, and, and and my sons were 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 getting things set up, and and they were just laughing and, and joking with with one another. Now the first thing in me was like, now why are they joking around? You know, it's time to get this stuff going. But I began to thank God right where I was because of relationship. Yeah. Somebody said relationship. Relationships. The scripture says this: train up your child in the way that he should go, and when he's older, he shall not depart from it. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. They were trained and 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 taught how to serve God. They were trained and brought up how to take care of one another. Understand this is that if you don't give instruction, you can't expect another uh, 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 result. They were brought up that way. So automatically when you're listening to connection, when you're seeing connection, when you're seeing uh, that that these, these guys are tight with each other, I thank God for that. Oh, come on, move on, move on, move on, move on. Uh, we need to. We need him to give us wisdom yes. to replace our fear with faith, and and to give us strength to battle the storm. Yes. Hallelujah! But, but watch this. Uh, th- that is a good place to be. But God designs us to be utterly dependent on Him. God has designed us to be utterly dependent on Him. Come on. In other words, you can't do it by yourself. No. That's why you're still in the place of struggle yes. because you've been trying to do it mm-hmm. by yourself. God designed you to depend on him. Mm-hmm. That's why you're struggling. That's why you're still in that place. That's why you're looking around at your neighbors and saying, well, why do they have that? Because you've been trying to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, around the 9th verse. And yes, I'm giving you corresponding uh, uh, scripture so that you can go back. And it says this, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities Uh that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The power of Christ can rest upon me because I acknowledge that God, I can't do this. I acknowledge that this thing is bigger than me. I acknowledge, Lord God, that I don't have what it takes. See, we've been living in, in this thing of fake it till you make it. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. We've been we're living in, in, in this thing of um, we just got to look the part. Glory to God. Yes. But here, here it is. We only got half of that right. The, 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 the half that we got right is, is looking the part. Glory to God. But the, the part that is, is, is messing with us is that we haven't given it to God right. and say, God, I can't do this. Right. God, this thing is bigger than me. Yes. Father, I am not strong enough to deal with this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You were designed to be totally, utterly dependent on God. Come on, we got to move on. Number five, storms teach us real faithfulness. Storms teach us real faithfulness. It's easy to quote the promises of God when life is good. Amen. Amen. Mm. God is a good God. Yes, he is. It's easy to, 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 to quote all of the things of God when things are going well. So but hallelujah. Uh, uh, but do they hold up 
in the hard times of your life. Somebody say, my life. My life. In the storm, we can see God's faithfulness in ways we've never seen on sunny days. Hallelujah. Mm. Can, I, can I go back there to, to, to what my father said? Mm. You know, son, I'm doing good because there is someone else who wished they were in my situation. Glory to God. It's easy to see God's uh, faithfulness. It's easy to see God's hand upon you when when things, hallelujah, are going wrong and when things are going well. It is in the storms we so often see God do things we couldn't even ask or imagine. Hallelujah. You know, there is something about when, um, I, I, as I was preparing this, I was just thinking about of the things that I have been through in my life. Hallelujah. That I didn't know was coming. Hallelujah. I, I love the fact that sometimes, you know, we just by faith talk about God. You know, uh, uh, well, God's going to do this and God is going to do that. Watch this. It's not until we're going through the situation that, yes, God was doing those things that we thought he was going to do. But while he was yet doing them, I was going through. Okay. While he was yet doing them, I was in the middle of the storm. And like with anything during a storm, there is something about a movement. How sometimes storms will move you from one place to the other. And watch this part. Not only will it move you, it will move you against your will. Hallelujah. But while I'm yet moving against my will, I see God's hand of protection over my life. Yes, yes, Hallelujah. Yes. God is a good God. Yes, he is. Psalms, the 25th chapter, verse 10 says this. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. God is right there for all of those that declare that they are his. After the storm, we have a better revelation of God. The disciples did not know that the wind and the water had to obey uh, God. Watch this, Mark, uh, the fourth chapter, 41st verse, we, we read it earlier. It says this, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the rains uh, obey him. This showed them a side of Jesus that they could not have seen without the storm. They had to go through something in order to understand who he is. They had to go through something to understand the power that he operated in. Hallelujah. Unless you go through your own personal storm, you will never truly understand God and how awesome he is. Hallelujah. Come on, we got to move. Number six, storms give us a longing for heaven. Mm. Hallelujah. Storms give us a longing for heaven. Watch this. Revelations, the 21st chapter, um, verse number four, it says this. God shall wipe away all tears from from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Somebody say no more pain. No more pain. For the former things are passed away. Sometimes storms cause death, and if there was no death, we would not know the joys awaiting us in the land where there is no death. Hallelujah. In other words, can I say it differently? If we didn't go through 
uh, uh, storms, we wouldn't understand what it's like to be in that place in heaven. Storms cause sorrow, and without the heartaches, troubles, and sorrow, we would not be longing for a land where there is no sorrow. Storm causes pain. Sometimes if you had no pains or ailments of your body, you would not know the blessings of receiving a glorified uh, body or a glorified dwelling in a land where we never have have those things again. Hallelujah. Many times when we have uh, 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 folks who are are fighting in in uh in their bodies. There it is. Thank you, Lord. I'll just be even more specific. Many times we have older people um who are fighting the fight um uh, of what their uh, bodies are going through, and there is a thing of they will say, "I don't want to fight no more. I don't want to go through this anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired of going through this because they're thinking of a place." That, that is spoken of there in Revelation, where there is no more pain, where there is no more fight, where there is no more sorrow, where there is there no more tears, where there is no more storms. Hallelujah. They're thinking about that place where Jesus is. Hmm. Where are you going with this preacher? In other words, I just want you to understand that when you see someone who's been battling something in their bodies, and they see that their 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 temples are are, are failing them. Hallelujah! And they don't want to fight no more. And we get angry with them, saying, "Come on, you got to fight for this. You got to do this." It's like no, because there's a place that is better. There's a place that I can get to where I don't have to fight any longer. There's a place that I can go where there is no hardship. There is no more crying. There is no more pain. Hallelujah. Let me just wrap this up. I'm going to ask this question. Are you going through a storm right now? Maybe the Lord sent you into this storm so that you will draw closer to him. Maybe he allowed some things to happen that will just uh, uh, change your, your sight off of people and onto him. Maybe the Lord sent you uh, 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 through some things just to, to, so that you will become closer to him. Maybe this storm is nothing more than a, an attack from Satan. Hmm. Maybe it's just part of this life. Amen. Whatever it is, do not give up. Do not give in. Do not just throw up your hands like it's whatever. If the disciples had given up before they awoke the master, they might have perished. They certainly would not have had the revelation that Christ is the master of all. What is God trying to show you? What does he want you to learn after your storm? If you will trust in God and lean into the fellowship he desires to have with you and I, with you and me, hallelujah, experience him in the midst of this storm that you're currently in, hallelujah, you will just experience what may be the best experience on this side of glory, hallelujah, on this side of eternity. It all depends on what you learn 
after the storm. God is trying to get something to all of us. We are in a place of struggle. We've been in that place of, uh, of struggle for so long that we just think that struggle is assigned to us. But that's not it. God is waiting for you to wake him up so that he can show you something miraculous. He can show you his power, his authority, his might. But when we get into that thing of, I'm going to do it my way, no matter what you say, glory to God. I always love children because you can always tell the uh, difference between um, children who has been raised in the power of, of God and children who have not. Hallelujah. Children who have been raised in the power of God, when they disagree with their parents, they will just stand there like this. Children who have not been raised in the same discipline, they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, okay, so what's the difference? It's the same attitude. It's like, yes, but one knows that that <laughs> that the hand of their parents will be coming soon. <laughs> I say this to say this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll be done, is that God is trying to, to, to stir up uh, where you are so that you will not stay in that same place. It's not a thing of age. It's not. Whether I'm talking to you and you're uh, uh, 18 or I'm talking to you and you're 78, it's not a thing of age. It's a thing of trust. You have to trust God. And when you do that, God is going to show up and he's going to show up for you. You've been in this place for too long. You've been in that same situation for too long. God wants to change your job, but you have to trust him. We become too comfortable in these, in these places that we are. And God are allowing certain storms that happen in your life so that you can see him. God wants to change those things for you. He wants to change your perspective. He wants to show you his power and his might. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Father, we thank you for the storm. Paul says, uh, uh, no matter what state I'm in, I've learned how to give you praise. I've learned how to be uh, content when everything is going on. I've learned how to be content when everything is upset. I've learned how to be content because you are in control. So, Father, we thank you, Lord God. And we now uh, uh, give over to you every issue in our lives broken relationship, no relationship, hallelujah, uh, 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 no job pers- um, prospects. Father, I want to change my job prospect. Wherever you are, Father, I thank you right now for touching this situation. I thank you, Lord God, for not leaving your people in the same way that they came in today. But Father, I thank you for meeting us right where we are. Father, I thank you right now for increasing, Lord God, your people. New residences, new jobs, health situations. We thank you, Lord God. Turn our situations around, Father. And Father, we will be mindful to give you the praise that you are due. In Jesus' name. Austin, you can let that play for a little bit. Understand this, beloved, is that no matter where you are, God is waiting 
to turn your situation around. But for most of us, we need to wake him up. We don't have enough faith yet, uh, hallelujah, to speak to, to uh, uh, mountains or speak to storms. We need to see him do it for us. Because some things we think is bigger than us. Hallelujah. Listen, beloved. There it is. Thank you, God. Listen. Your situation will change the moment you call on him. You have to call on God to change your situation. You want a new job? Call on God. You need more money? Call on God. Understand this, that God is, is waiting for you to wake him up. He's waiting for you to come into the room. He's waiting for you to knock on the door. He's waiting for you. One last thing. I know I only have a couple of minutes. One last thing. Don't let that your past situation hinder you from going forward. Yes, I might have uh, reacted to things uh, those uh, a certain way before. You don't have to go back to that. Today is another opportunity for you to move on. But you have to first invite God in to take care of that. Amen. God bless you. Right now, we're going to move right into offering. Um, you can uh, send your tithe and your offering to um, dollar sign uh, impact fellowship. That's dollar sign impact fellowship. That's the, the cash app. Hallelujah. Um, understand that if, if you need to reach out to us, um, you can reach us on the uh, right there on, on your screen. Yes, you can reach us at impact fellowship PO box 154 Middletown. PA. Um, you can reach us at on Gmail at my impact fellowship. That's our email address for those who still email. Glory to God. Um, my impact fellowship at gmail.com. Listen, um, God doesn't desire for us to stay in that same place. You know, we can't become stubborn in this thing. We can't become stubborn in this thing. Yes, I'll say it one more time. We can't become stubborn in this thing. We've been in these places too long. Some of you have been in the storm for the last few years only because you won't trust God. God wants to change this around for you. Um, Sarah, you have something you want to share? You good? Okay. Amen. So listen, beloved, I want you guys all to have a great week this week. Expect God to do something for you. Expect God to change some things around for you. Expect him to show up. And when when our expectations, hallelujah, is, is have been presented, when our expectations have been have been spoken, God will show up on our behalf. God bless you. Have a great week in God on purpose. God bless you all. Wow. Wow. The presence of storms does not mean the absence of God. That don't let any don't let any storms that you are going through hinder you in life. That was just a powerful message. Go ahead, watch it back again to get all those Easter eggs that you might have missed. What a wonderful message! And I hope you have a great week in God on purpose.